0: You're listening to the OKC 82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris, the best place for OKC Thunder basketball, a part of 107.7 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome in to another episode of the OKC82 podcast, and yes, this is not the post-game show for once. Brady and myself are not doing post-game because OU is currently playing against Texas Tech in Chesapeake Energy Arena as we film this, or not film this, but we record this, uh, but we are finally here in studio, sitting down, recording an actual podcast for the first time in what seems like months, Brady, but... Yeah. Yes, we I, are here.
1: I know, and let's uh, let's celebrate this uh, occasion with what can we do on podcasts?
0: We can say bad words! Like what,
1: Madison? I'm not going to say them. Oh, come on now.
0: I'm not going to say them. It's,
1: it's always me. I know. Yes. But
0: well, we can be as raunchy as we want to be. We can say whatever we want because we are on a podcast rather than live radio, and so who knows what's going to come out, but... We are going to talk about this Thunder win over the Chicago Bulls.
1: First of all, who are we sponsored by?
0: Oh, we are. Oh, very good call. And we're both wearing our shoes tonight because we are sponsored by New Balance of Edmond. Awesome people up there in Edmond who take good care of us. And they are now our sponsor for the OKC82 podcast. And so, yeah, shout out to them. Good shoes for Mm. running, for golfing, for whatever your heart desires. Go check them out.
1: Yeah, it's where the creek is in full spring, right? Spring Creek? Yes, it is.
0: It's Spring Creek Plaza. And uh, what was our man's name? Justin, J- Jason, Jason,
1: Jason. I believe it's Jason or Jason. It may be a soft J.
0: It may be a Mason, but we don't know. No. It's fine. I'm just kidding. Tell, it's Jason. tell
1: them Madison and Brady sent you. And after they're like, "Who are you? Who are you referring to?" You can show them our Twitter accounts as Madison waves the little American flag. I found an J- American flag. Uh, she's a patriot, clearly. Um, but yeah. yeah. Show them our Twitter accounts, and they'll be like, "Oh." Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, but, we remember them.
1: Yeah, we remember those fools.
0: They were prancing around our store making funny videos wearing our shoes.
1: Madison, do the Thunder get two wins for this game? Shoot. They <laughs> were up twenty four. This game was over.
0: This game was over. Chisholm garbage. Holland already
1: gave up hope that his his favored, loved Bulls would win this game, and then all of a sudden Zach Levine just went off. Kobe White went off. Off. I mean, Zach Levine had 41 points. Uh, Kobe White, I think, had a career-high 32. Let me double-check just for right now as I'm looking. 35 points, career-high. Good grief. He was 13 of 21 from the floor, 6 of 9, nice, from the three-point line. (laughs) Zach Levine, uh, 41 points, 19 of 35, 3 of 13 from the three-point line. And one of those 13 misses was, of course— the final desperation three-point heave defended by Chris Paul. at The buzzer, which would have won the game for the Bulls. But again, I ask you, Madison, do the Thunder deserve two wins for this game?
0: Honestly, I don't know because I... Okay, so we were watching this game, and it looked really daggum good to start off because obviously Gallinari was shooting out of his mind. He went 5-5 five five from the three-point line to start the game and just looked phenomenal. They were pretty much getting every shot they wanted. He was
1: doing his best Lou Dort pressure. Yeah, he was. He night. was doing a
0: damn good job at it, too. And so, yeah, Gallinari was shooting lights out. Nerlens Noel was cutting to the basket real well when he would come in. Steven Adams was getting good putbacks. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're on a podcast right now because Brady just showed me an adult male onesie, and I am <laughs> disgusted. It's in the form of a polo. It's like a bodysuit, but for men, and men should not be wearing bodysuit. Anyway, so back it to what I was saying. It doesn't go all the way down
1: to his feet, like,
0: yeah, but I'm still like actually disgusted by this. Anyway, anyway, stop showing me this. ball I'm trying to concentrate, Brady.
1: It's gonna be right there. I'm trying to
0: focus. Anyway, so yes, very, very incredibly well put together first half of the Thunder tonight <laughs> in Chicago.
1: What's well put together?
0: <laughs> Not the onesie. That's what isn't. <laughs> Golly, that's disturbing. But. What wasn't disturbing was the way that the Thunder were able to play in the first half of this game and they made Chicago look terrible. Obviously. As they are. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they are. Obviously, where Brady said, they got up to a 24 point lead on, one uh at one point of the game and they just looked they looked like they were gonna run away with this game from the get-go. That was not the case because oh my goodness, holy flashback to the beginning of the season where third quarter woes struck again and Chicago ended up outscoring the Thunder 38 to 19 in the third quarter and that's why Brady this came down to the final shot.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't a typical bad third quarter for this team cuz usually the Thunder just come out flat and get, you know, they they become the victim of like a 7-0 or an 11-2 run mm-hmm. to start the third quarter and then they kind of start picking it up like average wise but then by the end of the third quarter because they gave their opponent an 11 point head start uh, you look at the final score in, in terms of just the third quarter and they've been outscored like 38 to 27 you know so it's like 27 points is average it's like that's fine but you because of that 11 to run you gave up in the beginning of the third quarter typically um the third quarter ends up not looking pretty uh pretty but this one like they obviously started off sl- obviously started off slow. Chicago kind of started off slow as well. Yeah. It was just by the time you realized it, like Chicago had already made it a single digits game. And then you look at the scoring and go, oh, the Thunder really haven't scored anything. It was just a weird third quarter where Chicago's defense really amped it up. Uh, The Thunder made just the worst decision of all time to uh, basically – stop scoring Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know you you highlighted Danilo Gallinari starting off 5 of five, five, 5 he was five, he was 3 of 11 the rest of the way after he started off 5 of 5 and of course he had a Yikes. he had a clutch baseline drive dunk late in the game that helped the thunder of course win this game but um there's something going on with Danilo because the last two games he was like 3 of 12 one game he was 4 of 14 the other game just hasn't really been very efficient. And outside of that start for the game tonight, um, he looked basically like that same player over the last two games. So I don't know what's going on with him, but it's certainly when he's not able to hit his shot, like this team is searching for that next guy to be able to p- pick up the brunt for the scoring. Yeah. And Chris Paul is Chris Paul. He's going to do his thing late in games, into quarters. Shea Gilles Alexander, and I know you look at, the, you look at his numbers and – Okay, 21 and 11, that's a good game. But he was 5 of 11 and 9 of 12 from the free throw line, which is 75%. But, man, like every one of his misses just – it came it, – I feel like he missed all of his free throws after Chicago made it a game. Yeah. And so every one of his missed free throws were so important and so impactful of like, oh, my goodness, I don't want the Thunder to lose this game by one point. And then you look back and look at all those missed free throws by Shea Gildas-Alexander. Um, but, again, this just kind of comes back to – what you always tell yourself not to do on the road against a young team, especially a young, bad team, don't give them any reason to believe. And the Thunder kind of fell asleep at the wheel midway through the third quarter, gave the Bulls every chance they wanted to believe. And um, because Danilo Gallinari had been missing missing shots and Shea kind of had a slow game, Chris Paul only finished with 19 points, nine assists, Dennis Schroeder, 21 points, so a good little return to form game for him. But outside of him, Terrence Ferguson had a good second quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, 3 of 5 from the floor, 11 points. Uh, Didn't really do anything in the second half offensively. But again, when Danilo Gallinari is not scoring at a consistent pace, this team can find itself um, just kind of the victim of a bad run. Yeah. No matter who they're playing, they're playing the Bulls tonight, a bad team, and they damn near lost it.
0: Yeah, no, they really did. And especially guys like Zach Levine, who's had 19 points in the third quarter alone, he was just on fire. And if you let a guy like that get really hot then it's going to be lights out for Chicago. And I mean, him and guys like Kobe White, I know that you already highlighted both of these guys, but they just weren't missing. They were making such crucial shots. And then there in the fourth quarter, it was pretty much everybody that was on the floor. I mean, you had like Satoransky that was doing good stuff. Uh, Thaddeus Young was making some plays. Even Adam Mokoka was making some plays out there. He only shot one shot, but it was crucial when he did. And it was just like, Wow, who like who are all these people coming out of Chicago all of a sudden? Because they did have four starters out tonight, and so Chicago was supposed to pretty much do exactly what they were doing in the first half of this game and just kind of tank and not look too good. But no, no, they had different guys step up, and uh, they presented quite the problem for the Thunder because yeah, if the Thunder they're they just have a bunch of people kind of dipping off and weird. Uh, just weird ways, because Lou Dort, he did absolutely nothing tonight. He was 0 of 2 from the floor, 0 of 1 from the three-point line. He pretty much did nothing at all. I think he had, yeah, two rebounds, one assist. Not, not too great for Lou Dort. Got in a little bit of foul trouble, um, kind of had some really lousy plays, kind of like some bad defensive efforts out there, and so it was just kind of weird seeing him drop off. Obviously, Gallo, after the first Oh, yeah, like the first quarter, maybe he kind of started to dip off a little bit, too. And it was just like, wow, this team probably started off a little too hot. And now they're missing everything that they're chunking up. And so, yeah, when especially if you have guys like Kobe White coming off the bench for Chicago and he's making every possible play that he can even think up in his head at the moment, then it's going to get dangerous out there. And that's why it came down to crunch time for them. And honestly, if it if she Alexander kind of what you were saying, Brady, if he was able to make some of those free throws, it wouldn't have been that down to the wire because the Thunder were able to pull ahead by, I want to say, six kind of towards there or towards the end. But then here came some of those really vital three point shots from different guys on Chicago. Yeah. And then Shea wasn't able to hit his free throws. And so it just kind of became a nail biter.
1: Yeah. And and look, like, obviously, you want all your players hitting 100 percent of their free throws. Uh, Shea Gilson-Alexander is a he's a growing free throw shooter. His percentages aren't as. High as you would probably assume before you look at his like basketball reference page, but um, it just kind of comes down to like when you're in a tight ball game, like every single free throw matters. And Shea is a guy that should be hitting clutch free throws. And again, like the Thunder won, good. They they won their ninth consecutive road game, which I believe is a franchise record it now. Is. And I mean, kudos for the Thunder to do that because the Thunder Twitter accounts did all that they could to jinx them uh, to uh, in order for them to lose this game because. All they did after they beat the Spurs the other night was just highlight over and over again. If they win on the road against Chicago, oh my gosh, they've won nine straight road games. That's never happened before in Thunder history. It's like, yeah. okay, everybody, when someone's pitching a no hitter, you don't talk about it. You right. shut the fuck up. <gasps> you said it. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just kidding.
0: It's on the podcast. No, so no, no it's no,
1: fine. no. I'm just kidding. Thunder Twitter Dump account button. people. No, I'm just kidding. I know. We're not on the radio. We're not on the
0: radio. We can say whatever we want. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was kind of interesting because I I liked and, like, I understood, like, hey, that's a really cool thing. First time in franchise history that's happened, especially at the beginning of the season. Road games are a huge problem for this team. They were not able to win one for quite a long time, and it was just like, wow, they cannot carry over anything that they uh, produced in Chesapeake Energy Arena on the road, and that is a problem, especially for a team like this. But now they're able to do that, and, yeah, they have one nine straight and it's going to be interesting because, uh, yeah, they're going to be home on Thursday to host the Kings, but then they have to go to a really tough challenge and face Milwaukee in Milwaukee. And I mean, my God, that is a good defensive team right now. So especially with guys not being able to hit their shots, they're just going to have a world of problems to come o- or Wait. to overcome on Friday.
1: Did you mention Sacramento? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, they
0: come home on Thursday for Sacramento, and then they yes. travel to Milwaukee on Friday.
1: Uh, whoop, whoop. I talked about a little bit already but the Terrence Ferguson thing I think we need to uh, talk about him because let's um, talk about well I I feel like a loser a little bit because earlier today on the other podcast I do locked on thunder um, I brought up Terrence Ferguson gave my thoughts about him basically what we've been talking about Madison on the franchise thunder insider show about how he doesn't necessarily um, like what he brings to the table may not fit this team it will better fit Mm -hmm. a team led by two primary all-star 25 26 27 point per game scores like a Paul George and a Russell Westbrook. Um, and then he comes out here and hits three, his first three three-pointers. He made it, I don't, I don't know if he finished uh, perfect from the three-point line, but he hit his first three. Um, his first points actually came off of a dribble drive where he got fouled, and he got to the free-throw line, and then he hit his next three three-pointers. Um, that's great. Good and for it, him. It's, it's good to see um, him making positive impacts in a game positive impacts offensively. And this kind of came when, yes, the Thunder were ahead, but they weren't up by 24 at this point. He helped them get up by 24 yeah. at one point. Now, the Thunder did lead, I think, 25-8 to eight to start the game off mm-hmm. uh, when G- Gallinari was hitting everything. And then the Bulls finished on like a 14-4 run to make it a respectable game. Then Terrence Ferguson's shooting barrage happened. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it's just one good game. Hopefully, for Terrence's sake, he's able to carry this over. But the problem with Terrence Ferguson is, is he's rarely ever able to carry things over positively offensively. Yeah. Now I remember that three month stretch last year. It, it might have been two, but it's like a fish story. How it, every, the fish just gets bigger and bigger. Like I remember that eight that eight year stretch he had in 2018, 19. Nah, uh Where he shot 40%, 42% from the three point line. Um, I remember that as well. But he's not going to be able to just be a spot up shooter on this team. He has to do more. So hopefully he takes more lessons from the fact that his first points came from dribble driving and get getting to the foul line because that's how he's going to be able to make offensive impacts. Yeah. He's, he's capable of doing that. I just don't know. Um, basically, Thunder fans saying that Ferguson's back. Like, let's let him. Let's let him do this seven times in a row before we yeah. say that he's back because. We've not seen him be able to do this. This is the first time he's made multiple threes uh since January thirteenth. Yeah. In a game. That's so a that was we'll, a long time ago. We will see.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I'm like I was happy that Terrence had this kind of performance just because I think he did need it. I think every guy, uh like regardless of your I don't I don't know, regardless of how long you've been in the NBA, regardless of your experience, your talent level, your confidence, I think every guy needs this, especially to build that confidence, stay active in the NBA. And that's why I think this was so good for Terrence, just because yeah, he's dipped off. He hasn't been able to do much of anything. He lost his starting position. He's been dealing with personal issues. And I'm not trying to have like a poor pity party for Terrence Ferguson. He's a grown man. like. But it's kind of a, you know, you you like to see it. If you're a Thunder fan out there, you want to see Terrence Ferguson find success. You want to see him find his confidence, kind of get his mojo back because it's not just a personal thing for him, but it helps this team when he's able to perform like that. And so, yeah, it's kind of coming down to the coming down the wire like this team needs to prepare for playoffs they're obviously a very good contender to like at least make it through the first round maybe get a chance at the second round who knows but they're well talked about they're really um nationally recognized right now people are really starting to pay attention what Oklahoma City is going to be able to do in the postseason and so you want to see guys like Terrence Ferguson have this uh have this kind of performance but I completely agree with you Brady I don't think people can get super excited about oh Terrence is out of his funk everything's great now like not necessarily. He probably just had a good shooting night, but we need to see if it's going to be able to carry over.
1: Yeah, he's only scored, like, before tonight, since he came back from his personal issues, he's only scored three or four points. Yeah. He had one game where he had one point, and then the other game where he had either two or three. I think it might have been two. So, um, again, it's a good start. Um, maybe he just needed, like, a handful of games under his belt to kind of get back into the yeah. flow of things because he he was away from the team. He wasn't practicing with him or, like, running drills. I mean, I'm sure he might have been keeping up with his conditioning. It's his job. But it's not like an injured player like a Darius Baisley or Hamadou Diallo when they're hurt, but they're still at the facility and under the watchful eye of, like, trainers and uh, coaches. Like, all right, get on the treadmill or, all right, go run this drill. So maybe he just needed a handful of games to get back into the swing of things. But hopefully for his sake he's able to do that. Now, um, I guess a few more things before we wrap this game up, Madison. Uh, Steven Adams. I Had two big blocks on one possession late in the game. Good for him. Uh, Chris Paul almost, almost had, um, it was weird. He had a very good clutch performance. He uh, hit two big free throws Mm -hmm. late in the game. Um, He hit a teardrop floater late in the game to help the Thunder uh, extend their lead. And then uh, I believe the Bulls, Did they hit Kobe White hit a three or did they just hit a two and get down by? um, I I can't remember. But anyway, so the Thunder have to pass the ball back in. Chris Paul gets it, gets intentionally fouled, and then he misses the first free throw. And oh my goodness, you could already tell how the movie might have ended because it's like he's going to hit the second free throw and they're only going to be up by two. The Bulls are going to hit a buzzer beater, aren't they? It's going to be Zach Levine. And well, they set it up for that. Exactly. Well, he hits the second free throw. The Bulls don't have any more t- um, timeouts, so they quickly inbound, run the floor. Chris Paul trails Zach Levine and then knocks the ball out of his hand, and Dennis Schroeder almost gets it. Uh, Shea Gillis Alexander gets a hand on it late before it gets bounced out of bounds. Uh, they had to review the play. Ended up being Bulls ball, and it was the right call. But Chris Paul, in the span of like 10 seconds, makes a bad play, missing a clutch free throw by the most clutch player in the NBA all season. So it's like, what? Yeah. And then he almost, you know, saves everything by stealing the ball. But then the Bulls just get a better opportunity for a better shot by having an inbounds play uh, from their side of the floor with two seconds left. And then Zach Levine gets it. Chris Paul defends. Zach Levine shoots it. Chris Paul defends it very well. And they miss it at the buzzer. It was a... Again, I almost feel like the Thunder should get two wins crazy. for this, but they should also get a loss in there too. If they're going to get more than one win, they should get a loss as well. So
0: they deserve the, a spanking. The,
1: the Thunder go two and one in their one game road trip. Tonight. There you go.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of like the way you worded that. That's really good because, yeah, I mean, shame on. I, okay, I'm not going to be the shame on them type of person, but oh no, my gosh, they've brought like shame on their house. That is shameful. That whole third quarter performance that just made this game look way more competitive than it probably should have been in the first place because we've already said it the Bulls they're not that great and I don't want to take away from what they did tonight because that was pretty phenomenal having guys like Zach Levine and Kobe White do exactly what they did but oh my good gracious this Thunder team is so much better than Chicago and they just let they let two guys pretty much manhandle them the entire second half of the game and that's such a shame and it's just like oh my gosh like I had this conversation today I was Um, I had uh, a good amount of time on uh, Sam and Col. Wow, I almost said Sam and Colby's show. This is awkward. I'm not gonna cut this in the in the whatever afterwards. Sorry, Sam and Colby, Chisholm and Sam. We're human beings. We're human beings. We make mistakes, and also I'm sleepy. But anyway, so today I got to be on. Yes, it is snowing. I'm excited. I got to be on the Triple M Ranch for um, a segment with Chisholm and Sam, and they were talking about, you know, who's going to have a big performance tonight. Obviously, Chicago's going to have four starters out, so who in the Thunder is going to have a nice little performance? Who's going to step up? And uh, I actually did say Shagel to Alexander. Oops, I was a little bit wrong about that, but yeah, it's okay. Uh... Make your free throws, my man. And uh, I did say Steven Adams, too, and I really do think that obviously Steven Adams had that really big block there at the end. I thought he played pretty good defense. He was protecting the rim really well. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know, a little bit of a shame on the Thunder, though, just because this game was so whack. It was wilding out there at the end, and I just, I really did not understand what, how or why it got to that point. But you know what? You live and you learn. You got to table it. Come back home, take care of business, and then uh, give give the fans what they want on Friday. A freaking good game in Milwaukee.
1: Oh, man. Yep. Well.
0: I don't know what else my, there is to say my about My prediction about this
1: game. So far I'm 1 for 1 for 1 on my predictions this week. The Thunder did beat the Spurs and Danilo Gallinari will sit out for that Friday night. That's cuz it's the second night of a back-to-back. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. The Thunder will be destroyed. <laughs>
0: yay. Can't wait. Um
1: Madison, it's snowing, so let's get out of here.
0: It is snowing. We're gonna wrap it up. And uh the Thunder survive in advance. They have a ninth straight road victory. Like Brady said, this is the first time in franchise history that has happened. So yay for them. And they do defeat the Chicago Bulls barely at one twenty four to one twenty two. They will be
1: thirty-six and twenty two now. Yeah, something like they have twenty two losses. And again, the Thunder won't play again until Thursday. But the Utah Jazz, who the Thunder currently are are behind a half game right now, they're in action tomorrow night against the Boston Celtics. And so if Boston goes into Salt Lake City and beats Utah, well, the Thunder will be taking on the Kings on Thursday night as the fifth seed in the Western Conference.
0: Let's go. And Brady and myself, as well as Christine Butterfield, Brian Chapman, possibly Derek Parker, and the whole franchise crew will be there to have you covered on Thursday as well as Friday, even though they will be out of town. So... Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast tonight. And uh, it was a good time. We'll be back at it on Thursday.
1: Bye-bye.